Today's podcast is sponsored by Grimlick's Animal Avatars and Familiars for personages of a magical or sorcerous persuasion. Wow, they really picked a name that rolls off the tongue. Grimlick's stocks creatures of all sizes, from magical cockroaches, enchanted boa constrictors, all the way through to medium-sized cats and trick bears. All of these familiars are perfectly suited for enhancing the image of... Honestly, familiars are so last century. I've been using the Scribone 8 Plus for a year now, and I'm very happy with it. What? Oh, go to Grimlick's Animal Avatars and Familiars if you want a ridiculous and glorified pet. Now get on with the podcast. All the tabletop role-playing news. We aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse. And Morris is unofficial tabletop RPG. Hello, 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 and welcome to Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I am Russ, aka Morris, or Morris, aka Russ, and with me this week is... Pete Coffee from the Southampton Guild of Role Players. Russ has ever, it is a complete delight to be here. I'm finding this like mildly disconcerting, because normally we have a guest, yes. and today we haven't got a guest, because we later in the show we're going to be doing the podcast countdown of the most favourite most favourite and the favourite <laughs> podcast of 2020, our annual show where we do that. But that means there's only you on the screen. And I've got a pretty big screen yeah. and it's only you on it and your head is enormous. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, it's like uh, physically uh, bigger than your actual head. I, I mean, if we're going to go on personal comments for us, it seems like no little early to but that's absolutely fine. I mean, I'm 100% stoked to be doing something as interesting as a compare and contrast of what had been voted for on Ianworld.org, mm. aka Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, news which is yes. news. Of course, you have to use the hands like this, uh, just like you to imagine at home. Now I've taken my hands, yeah, forming the, the L shape, yeah. putting them against each other, and then done a sort of a jazz hands, but with less like a uh, shimmer. Shimmy. Yeah. Absolutely. The perfect, the perfect content for an audio format. It is the perfect. <laughs> we have the, we've got absolutely 100% audio capability here. We've got the perfect faces for podcasting. We've got the perfect uh, methodology and perfect jokes for it. I'm, well, I'm we excited. Do, we will do the podcast countdown later in the show. First, we, we have to do the week's RPG news. And there has actually been some this week, which is. Shut the dark. front door. I don't even know where to start. So let's start with feudal Japan and chivalry and sorcery, shall we? I think this sounds like something I am stoked to play already. Chivalry and sorcery. So Mm. are you familiar with the game itself? I'm not. Okay. I didn't even know it was there. So it was first published in 1980 and it Mm -hmm. was brought back, I think it was last year or the year before, quite recently, anyway. Do you know the guy who's doing this, actually? Yes, my accountant. (laughs) 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 Yes. I, I do, in fact, know of Chivalry and Sorcery. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's Britannia a really Game big Studios. and quite a nice book, isn't it? Yeah, I remember Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of a, a more realistic take, a more historical and more realistic take on fantasy role-playing. Okay, going more for that whole simulation vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so Chivalry and Sorcery came out in 1977, and in 1980, a book called Land of the Rising Sun came out, which was a setting for Chivalry and Sorcery. And it was basically, obviously, well, obviously, it was uh, Japan by Lee Gold, okay. who also did GURPS Japan and a whole load of stuff. 
And Eagles, uh, she's like a, one of those proper industry veterans, legendary industry veteran. Nice, nice. I should imagine there's quite a bit of scholarship and cultural sensitivities yeah. and all sorts yeah. of things that are going yeah. to need updating. A 40-year-old property mm. is, you know, exciting, but wow. Well, this is going to be a full-color 320-page hardcover. Nice. Big book. Yeah. Uh, January the 11th in Kickstarter. Oh. Ooh, looking forward uh, to it. Uh, covers the years 850 to 1500. Okay, yeah. Uh, includes samurai and ninja character options, new mage types. You can play Shinto and Buddhist priests. Right. So, obviously, it's it's a lot more historical than, say, what D&D might do with the same Yeah, time yeah, yeah. So, it's covering about a 650-year period of Japan's history mm. and is uh, bringing in quite a lot of heavily cultural elements it sounds like mm, absolutely yeah. absolutely but also mixing in a certain element of fantasy now does chivalry and sorcery go it's got the sorcery how heavy is the sorcery i like, haven't played does, it uh, haven't played, but... uh i believe it's quite detailed also interesting right well i i i as i say i've heard very little about it uh other than what you told me but yeah it sounds like it could be quite an interesting uh take yeah, well, Britannia yeah. Game Studios brought back Chivalry and Sorcery, like, like I said, like, I think it was last year. That sounds familiar, even last year or the year before. Yeah, recently, anyway. Yeah, yeah. And it did very well, it did a Kickstarter, it did mm. very well, and uh, it's a big, 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 lovely, big hardcover book. Fantastic. Sounds like there's a devoted fan base out there. Yeah, right then. Yeah. Would you like something seasonal? Ooh, something or would you like seasonal. something small? Mm. I think something seasonal first would be good. We'll go with something seasonal first. Okay. So, the seasonal thing I have for you is the spirit of Mondstil. The spirit, spirit of what now? Mondstil. M-O-N-D-S-T-I-L-L-E. Oh, interesting. Tell me so more about Mondstil. This is a short, witchery adventure for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. Ooh. And okay. it's like an investigative adventure, and you're looking Ooh. into uh, mysterious happenings at the Cupfertile Guesthouse. Interesting. Is this sort of like got a Bretonian theme to it? A what thing? A Bretonian. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. Looks like, yeah. Uh, uh, so it's, it's short. It's 20 pages long. It's PDF. £3.89. And you can pick it up from Cubicle 7's website. Fantastic. So, yeah. Right. Should we go on to the small thing now? Oh, okay. Let's have the small thing then. The small thing is Pathfinder 2nd Edition... Yes. It's going pocket-sized. Pocket-sized? When I say pocket, no. I mean quite a big pocket. Are we talking about like more cargo pants or... Yeah, yeah, pocket? yeah, yeah. So yeah. This, is, this is like the pocket edition, mm. but it wouldn't fit in any of my pockets. But it is no. a lot smaller than the, the big hardcover edition. We're not talking a full A4 320-plus size page book. Well, it's still, it's still all those pages. <laughs> right. It's still a thick book, but it's, not, it's, phys- right. it's physically smaller. Right. So they made the font really quite tiny? Pink I guess font? so, yeah. Tiny I guess. Pink font? Okay, yeah. Um, so it's Pathfinder 2. Uh, they already have um, Starfinder in a pocket-sized edition. Right. So, so now you can pick up both. Interesting. And they're both cheaper than the um, the regular full-size edition. So they're kind of, they're kind oh, of quite right. good as Christmas presents, I think. Okay, yeah. Bit bit short bit short notice now, because there's only a week left to go. But if you are nice. looking for a Christmas present for a gamer... Yeah, or a possibly a birthday present. Yeah. Or a birthday <laughs> present, yeah. Or yeah. whatever present you want. Or just yeah. a present. Yeah. 
just yeah. because you like the cut of their jib. Why not? Yeah. So you can yeah. pick up Pathfinder 2 or you can pick up Starfinder in a pocket-sized edition. Mm, nice. So just to let you know how big a pocket-sized edition. So the Starfinder book is nineteen ninety-nine, and it's yeah. uh, 528 pages. Okay. The Pathfinder 2 ebook is twenty nine ninety nine and is 640 pages. 640 pages. Yeah. Like I said, big pockets. Uh, they're like <laughs> 6.5 by 8.5 inches. Okay. So sort of like letter size, journal size, that sort yeah. of jazz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But very thick. Still like 640 pages. It's like a small brick. I, I know. I mean, you know, whack that in a half. Whack that in a sock. Swing it around your head. <laughs> well, it provides melee weapon, mate. Don't don't do that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Don't try this at home. <laughs> like this is like these, these well, ideas you are did, not. You, to did, be... you didn't hear it here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be taken. I can't be held responsible if you do something really bad like that. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. Yeah. Ooh, I got some Hollywood news. Hollywood news. Hollywood. Is this about one of the many Chris's? It is about a Chris. What one of the Chris collectors? One of the many Chris's. It's about the yes. Pine Chris, the Chris Pine, ah, the one that was in Star Trek and Wonder Woman. That Chris. Yes, he yes. is Captain Kirk, yes. and he is Steve Trevor, and now he's going to be in a D and D movie. Ah, name TBC. <laughs> yeah. So apparently ah. they're beginning filming really soon as well, like quarter one, twenty twenty one. So in the next month or three. I admire both the ambition and the optimism. Yeah. yeah. I don't know much more about it. Um, obviously, it's going to be an ensemble cast. Yeah, they've got a script. It's going to be an ensemble cast. They say they're taking a subversive approach to the game. I don't know what that means. Well, I'm hoping it means that they're going to lean into making jokes about it because that would be quite good. Isn't that what the really, really bad D&D movies did, though? And that didn't work so well. Well, they won't fake a jokes. Maybe well, if they get some, that. Yeah. like maybe if they get someone who actually likes the game to make the jokes, then that mm. might help. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Either. What sort of character would a would a would a Chris Pine? Would a Chris? Would any kind of Chris? All the Chris's would probably play the same sort of character. But what sort of character oh, would that no, be? No, no, Hems, Hemsworth. Hemsworth would play a barbarian. I suppose, or maybe a bard. Yeah. Actually, to be fair, he's got he's yeah, got looks. Uh, I'm sure Pratt would have a go at being a bar, but I'm not convinced. Hemsworth, <laughs> Hemsworth is the final comedy no, actor. Pratt would be a rogue. Pratt would be a rogue. A Pratt would be a rogue. rogue. Yeah. Ah, yes. I, I, I can certainly see him giving it a go, but I'm not sure he's got the build for it. Now, Pine. Pine has definitely got the build for a rogue, and I think maybe a half-elf as well. Maybe. Like, imagine a big bushy beard, diet red, pair of pointy ears, and doesn't he look a bit like Tainus Half-Elven? I suppose. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I guess. Uh, yeah. Ah, gone. I don't yeah, think right. it's a Dragonlance movie, though, so I think you're out of luck. <laughs> I, I think the chance of being a Dragonlance movie yeah. are slim, to yeah. say the least. Yeah. Uh, right then. More <laughs> news. Okay. Do you want some news about yesterday? Wow, that is super current for us. It's actually today, but by the time this goes out tomorrow, it will be news about yesterday, and everyone would have missed this. Okay. <laughs> so the cast of Stranger Things yes. are going to be playing D&D in a stream. Oh, okay, right. Like, actually playing D&D. Yeah, but they're playing it later today, Friday. Oh, right. And this podcast is going out tomorrow, Saturday. So the news is actually that yesterday, the cast yeah. of Stranger Things played D&D in a stream. I can't help but feel that maybe we should stream this podcast. I mean, it'd be a terrible <laughs> yeah. idea because everyone would have to listen to us blather and... 
Google yes. things frantically. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to like the polished and intelligent, articulate people that we sound like after Daryl has done his magic and edited us into some facsimile yeah. of sensible people. But yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting. Well, this is gonna be a lo- a one shot adventure. Mm. It's called Lost Odyssey Toy Time Toy Time for Ten Towns. <laughs> Lost Odyssey to- Toy Time for Ten Towns. Yeah, so that's okay. say that really quickly three times. Oh, crikey, I'm not sure I can say it quickly once. <laughs> toy, toy time for ten towns. Toy time for ten towns. Toy, toy, oh, I can't do it. Toy, toy, no. <laughs> Russ, you may, you're approaching a syllable limit for today, <laughs> Russ. I, I think you have to cut down, mate. <laughs> anyway. um, so, hosted by Chris Perkins over mm-hmm. at Wizards of the Coast. And the cast includes David Harbour, who's the yes. uh, police chief in Stranger Things. Yes. Um, we've got uh, Finn Wolfhard. Oh, yes, yes. Who plays he, Mike Wheeler? Yes. Uh, Gaten uh, Matiz- Matarazzo, Matarazzo, Matar- mm-hmm. Matarazzo, I apologize. Who plays <laughs> Dustin Henderson? Ah, go, Dustin. And Natalie Dyer, who plays Nancy Wheeler. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, and the interesting thing is, it's going to be using a solar. I don't, I don't know, this is film, te- film technology terms now, which I don't know what oh, they mean. Yeah. Using a solo Cinebot which is a robotic camera that allows Ooh. the film it to be filmed in cinematic quality via a remote ream of directors and producers, ensuring that people can socially distance themselves during the session. Oh, I literally wow. don't know what that means, but it sounds very technical and clever. Yeah. Well, I mean, quite frankly, I, I feel like we're deeply out of our depth, but yeah, yeah. Them. I mean, I was playing D&D earlier today, but we certainly went in uh, full city bot technical or what have you. <laughs> no. No, he's just used Zoom and that was it. Oh, Zoom. We were using the Roll20 cams and Discord. That's God intended. <laughs> yeah. So I assume this will appear on YouTube or somewhere. Okay. I guess. It doesn't, yes. it doesn't say here specifically, but these sort of things generally do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that sounds that sounds quite interesting. Yeah. Talking of things that appear on YouTube, have you heard of World of Chaldea? World of Chaldea? Yeah. Huh. Uh, I, ha- I have not. I am intrigued. So, Peter Atkinson yeah. founded Wizards of the Coast. Yes. Obviously, he no longer works there, but he mm-hmm. founded Wizards of the Coast and, and left sometime after it was sold to Hasbro. Um, mm-hmm. World of Chaldea was his D&D campaign back in the 1980s. Okay. And he's been making, and uh, he's, he's got you know enough funding behind this to make it look good as well. Mm. He's been making a YouTube TV show based on that campaign. Mm. Uh, so that is coming to YouTube. I don't know when this ever looks. There's a trailer. Right. And the world uh, is inspired by Greek, Egyptian, and Norse pantheons, as well as Babylonian oh. um, and Japanese mythology and history. I mean, that sounds kind of wild, I've got to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the orcs are based on Romans. Okay. Uh, the elves and dwarves are influenced by Luke Crane's character-driven The Burning Wheel RPG. Okay. Uh, and the series combines animation um, narrated by voice actors. Ah, yes, yes. And, and real, um, real footage as well. Okay. They've basically got, what, uh, six videos on YouTube? Yeah. Well, and the it's been about... 
Two weeks ago. for years, because on Facebook, he's been ah. mentioning it for years. Like five oh. or six years at least, maybe even longer. Um, mm. According to this, there's over 130 actors involved. Good grief, that is a lot of actors. Yeah. Oh, here we go. YouTube, yeah. December the 20th. When's that? Um, that be Sunday. Sunday. Okay. That's yeah, the Sunday, first. Sunday, 20th of December. Yeah. So the first, first two installments are on Sunday. Mm, okay. And then the next six are in early 2021, which include two live action short films. Well, it's not a bad time to bring it out. It's like I don't really have a lot else better to do when um, everything is shut for Christmas. Yeah, so it's definitely worth giving it a try, isn't it? Yeah, why not? Why not? Give it a whirl. Yeah. Oh, fair play to you. Let's, let's see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, right then. Mm-hmm. Would you like to see a character sheet? Because I know you like character sheets. Oh, this is two, yeah, two things I know you like, actually. I know you oh, like yeah. character sheets. <gasps> yes. And I know you like June. Yes. Well, would you like to see the character sheet anyway? I would love to see Because I know you like sheet. character sheets. I, do, I, I like a well-designed character sheet, so yeah. Well, you tell me, do you think this is a well-designed character sheet? Okay. Um, there's two versions. There's a one that's like a parchmenty sand colour, and there's one that's uh, printer friendly. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the sort of the parchment slash sand coloured yeah, one. Yeah, the other one's just white rather than parchment. But it's the same. Yeah. Sheet, otherwise, it's got it's got a nice aesthetic to it. It's got uh, those. Um, sort of a star hexagonal pattern, which is sort of reminiscent of a hex map, which mm-hmm. brings the strategy mind together. And also it's got sort of like the look of those sort of mountains that mm. it evokes within me. Uh, because the, the mountains being placed with the worms can't go are pretty important in June. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think basically I would probably want this to be about half the size. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a two D twenty kit. I don't. I haven't played two D twenty really, so I don't know yeah. how modified this is from yeah, but core two no, D twenty. I mean, either, but it's like it's there's ten. You've got five drives and statements and five skills and focuses. So this is being run by Andy mm. Peregrine, which tells yes. you immediately it's going to be a very narrative game rather than yes. a sort of yeah, yeah. stuck game. Yeah. Oh well, I can tell that from the character sheet. There's yeah. like. Pretty much, they've used it. They've used they've used the space, yeah, as fully as they can. <laughs> I mean, two D two D twenty kind of has a, a a bit of a range to it. It's not the, it's not mm. the one size fits all system. So they adapt it for each game. So Conan mm. Mm. is actually quite a bit more crunchy than say Star Trek Adventures. Mm. And then Dune obviously looks like it's even further down the narrative kind of uh, end of the scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's. But at least you won't have too much difficulty finding stuff. There's no, it's no not, it's not, it's not a busy sheet. I can say that. How would you um, like to have Andy Peregrine come on the podcast and talk all about it next month? I'd rather hear him talk about the game in general. That's what I meant. But, yeah. Oh, in which case, yes, definitely. Well, he's going. Like, I don't, I don't think we can talk about the character <laughs> for now. I mean, yeah, we're the best in the world, Russ. <laughs> First week of January, he's coming on. Fantastic. I shall look forward to it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. So. Oh, your, your favourite, favourite topic, and then a twist on your favourite, favourite topic. An ironic twist on your favourite, favourite topic. Ooh, interesting. So I know that your favourite topic is announcements of announcements. No, I think you'll find I know you live for those. That, I think you'll find, in fact, that's your favourite topic. <laughs> <laughs> and you never cease to be amused by this, by this joke, which I thought we had done to death in the previous year. It will never, about. never, never <laughs> <laughs> away. <laughs> Indeed, please. 
<laughs> so I, I did actually mention this to you yesterday, didn't I? But um, could, could this be something to do with the mind for? Uh, so this <laughs> this is from <laughs> Paizo. Yes, they've posted an announcement. Yes, called Save the Date. Interesting on their website. Yes, and a, it's exciting news that there's going to be some kind of playtest coming soon at the close of 2020. Yes, but they're not telling us what. Oh. Oh, but I'm we'll find out soon when they announce it. But they've announced well, that they are going to announce very soon that very well, soon there will be a playtest. Uh, I'm sorry, unless like we're going to see the teaser for the trailer for the announcement. Well, this is the, this is the teaser. The yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is the teaser, yeah. and then but, the announcement. You need at least the three trailer, more I layers guess. for us. I mean, you yeah. know, what kind of amateurish advertising campaign are they running <laughs> where they only have, like, one announcement of an announcement? I mean, you know, how are you going to go for announcementception? Well, a little bird tells me that it's two new classes. Two new classes? But Ooh. I do not That's know. That's a lot of content we're getting now, Russ, yeah. for, for an announcement of an announcement. <laughs> I don't know what those two classes are. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to know what the, the, the fun twist on this bit of news is? <sighs> What's the fun twist, Russ? Do you remember, just before Thanksgiving in America, Pinnacle Entertainment Group posted a yes. press release announcing yes. that they were bringing yes. Pathfinder to Savage Worlds? Boy, do I. They were bringing the Rise of the Rune Lords adventure. The yeah, Ro- it's, exciting, again, it's the exciting. Rise of the Rune Lords adventure be, So there was going to be a Kickstarter yeah. and all this Good. stuff. They, they announced all that uh, just yeah. before Thanksgiving, which would have been late November, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About a month ago? Yeah, yeah. Just Sounds about right. Nearly a month ago. They've just yeah. released, and also they're coming on the show. Is it? Next month, the oh, week after nice. Andy Peregrine, we have got the folks from Pathfinder Savage Worlds, some Pinnacle Entertainment Group. You're going to come and talk all about that. I can't say, we're starting the new year with, like, with bang, from the yeah. B, from the B of Bang. That's going to be a hell of a set of shows. I'm looking forward to that. But that's probably Anyway, they've just released a new uh, press release. <gasps> and this yes. press release tells yes. us yes. that... yes. A month ago, they released a press release announcing that they had previously released a press release. It's, it's not like the guys. opposite of the of the announcement of the announcement. It's a no. It's, it's an announcement of an announcement. Wait, no, that's also the case. Wow, the English language is it's, not. It's not an announcement of an cope. upcoming announcement. It's an announcement of a previously made announcement. It's like they made the announcement and they announced that they made it is being violated by this. Layered announcement strategy. Okay. I, think, I think this is... We're going to actually have some kind of weird black hole singularity situation going on soon with all these announcements of announcements of... I mean... Maybe we should maybe we should do an announcement. Get on this hype train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, so um, they announced that. They yes. announced Pathfinder. So yesterday they announced yes. that they announced Pathfinder Savage Worlds on Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 I don't know what what well I suppose maybe they were just expecting more excitement. <laughs> well, expect- uh, the Kickstarter's coming in January twenty twenty one. That is that is that is but, good to know. But we knew that already. A box set for Rise of the Rune Lords with all six books of Rise of the Rune Lords coming in that Kickstarter. We knew that already. To like a good long adventure. I'm I'm tempted. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Maybe I can persuade someone to run it. And there's going to be a Pathfinder <laughs> of a Savage Worlds core rule book as well. Yeah. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Exciting, exciting. So, and you won't need a separate purchase of the Savage Worlds core rules to play it. Oh, okay. So it's going to be a self-contained Pathfinder yes. of a Savage Worlds. Book. Yeah. I am. Right. I am excited about this. I'm excited about mm. having them on and talking to them about it. And that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. 
I shall have to try and come up with some sort of questions for them or something. I'm sure you can. Let's get our listeners to ask some questions. We've, oh, got, to get, yeah, yeah. we've got to get into the habit of this, listeners. Yeah. Each week, when we're having a guest on, we're going to try and get you to ask us some questions to ask them. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Like, So we've got, if you want to know anything about the June role-playing game coming out, ask us and we shall ask Andy. Um, <laughs> and if you're, if you're like, how on earth are they going to make Savage Worlds work for the Pathfinder system because the two are just not not the same. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. Then, it's going to be so interesting. Yeah. I can't wait to find out. I really can't. Yeah. We should we ask them lots of probing yeah. technical questions. So what we'll do, we'll use our Facebook group for that. Yeah. It's the easiest way to do it. And what yeah. I'll do is I'll post in the Facebook group. If you've got any questions, there'll be two separate threads for yes. each of these. Put them here and then we will ask them your questions. You'll get your yes. question read out on the show assuming it has no naughty words in it or isn't to yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, i mean obviously we're gonna edit it all our stuff is edited in order to keep this like cool collected appearance of professionalism and I, I will probably pronounce your name perfectly as well almost certainly oh for us for us for us making promises you have no intention of keeping <laughs> <laughs> are you are you like uh the dark crystal don't you uh yeah i'm pretty fond of it yeah a bit of skexy bit of one of our listeners i'm not yeah. gonna say who uh, someone you know but I'm not going to say <laughs> <laughs> that's just me he and his wife had noticed yeah. that you do an impression I've never seen the Dark Crystal really? so I can't I can't actually confirm or deny this but you do an impression of one of the characters who goes mm, mm, or something an awful <laughs> Ah, yes, maybe. And once you once you hear it, apparently you can't unhear it, and apparently it's one of your signature noises on the podcast. Fair enough. I mean, so I'm yeah. going to keep my ears open for that now. Yeah, well, maybe you should. Mm, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't, I, won't, I won't tell you which of our listeners said that, and there's no way you can possibly guess. Yeah, no, I mean, it's like... <laughs> I, I'm blaming Tyler. Thanks, Tyler. You're a mate. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so... I follow him uh, on Twitter, don't you know? Yes, mm. <laughs> so the publisher of the Labyrinth adventure game, which came yes. out earlier this year. Which is quite pretty. Yeah. So that was Riddle like Horse it. was yes. the publisher. Mm-hmm. They have announced the Dark Crystal RPG. Nice. Well, I'm hoping they go for a similar sort of book theme, because that was one of the nice things about the Labyrinth RPG. It had You had like a book carrying case to keep it in, which looked much like the journal from the um, movie. Well, I, can see, I can see a picture of it, and oh. it's a very, very big, thick, Hardcover book. Oh, really? I mean, this is, this I assume is not actually an, a photograph. It's a, a, a mock-up. A, yeah, a mock-up. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, so it's, it's it looks really really thick. Mm. Uh, but they do describe it as simple rules, a GM toolkit, and a large adventure. Like uh, two hundred page campaign wow, set okay. in the world of the Dark Crystal movie and oh. Age of Resistance series. Oh, yes, of course, because there was like a, a a bunch of, like, as a Netflix show or something? I don't know. Yeah, there's some street, there's some show that's come out about it. So, yeah, Netflix. I haven't seen it's it. Quite, but, it's high quality looking book, though. So, we've got uh, fold yeah. pages, transparency overlays, fabric bound hardback, ribbons. I do like ribbons. Oh, uh, Silver edges. Yeah. Yeah, it looks absolutely lovely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, well, you know my stance on ribbons, which is they're brilliant. Yes, the more ribbons, the better. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so if I, if I, I think probably if you have more than one ribbon per possible way you can divide a page, you may have too many ribbons at that point. So more than one ribbons per page is too many, is it? I, I possibly. <laughs> I don't know. I have yet to see a book 
with that many ribbons, but yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, right, let's find some more news. Yeah. Level up. Yes. The Berserker playtest document was released yesterday. Not all last week. We've released it into the wild. Yes. The thing formerly known as Barbarian has has hit the internet. Yeah. So the reason the the Barbarian is now the Berserker is because Barbarian just says it's kind of like the primitive loincloth-y Conan, the Barbarian-type image. Which is pretty restrictive, yeah. Whereas the class is basically a rage class. Yes. So if you want to be super angry... Yeah. So we wanted to have more than just that type or yeah. rage class. But so um, some of the so, examples include uh, like a uh, sort of like silver armor clad elven queen's guard, which goes into a, a rage, yes. a berserk rage. So it's a berserker now rather than a barbarian because that lets you have a, a wider range yeah, or, of... Or, or potentially like a, a confessor or zealot from, or, or some sort of flagellant from the Warhammer universe. You could yeah, yeah. definitely riff off that to create it. Someone who uses righteous wrath, righteous anger. There's, there's a lot more themes and depth to the emotion rather than going, explaining the full range from Conan to Hulk. Yeah. Which the Barbarian. Like, like for example, like the Barbarian traditionally mm. has like a, a, the unarmored defense ability. Yes, yes. So now you can choose between that or you can choose between that or the juggernaut ability. Hmm. Which means you're a barbarian that's wearing tons of armour, like plate mail, Ooh. and just charging into battle with a massive two-handed sword or something. Nice. Um, much in fact like the X-Man. Go yeah. through a couple of walls. Exactly <laughs> like the X-Man, yes. Yes. Oh, I yes. like that. Played yeah. by... Who was he played by in the film? Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones. That was... Who, I was going to say Vin Diesel British... then for some reason, but oh. it wasn't. It was Vinnie Jones. V- Vinnie Jones, big lad by British standards, kind of small by American. Um, yeah. yeah. Ex-footballer. Ex, well, ex, ex soccer player, perhaps we should say. Um, well, I, mean, I, I, I should say footballer mean. about being the correct yeah. term. <laughs> well, I mean, he he does use a foot. He does use his foot to kick the ball. Yes, and therefore it would seem that football is the correct thing, as opposed to picking up and running off of it. Which yes, is, yes. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't feel the need to change my language. Um, what are they doing? Inclusive, Russ. Goodness. Well, okay. Let's do the whole podcast in French then. <laughs> so anyway, let's not say we did <laughs> so one of my um, my favourite abilities because you know that yes. all these classes are supposed to have exploration and social pillars yes in them and some people sort of say yeah but what if I don't want my character to be social oh. and this the berserker class is one uh, one good class where you can show off how antisocial is a form of social Interesting. in terms of being part of the social pillar Yes. Like being part of the, just because you have social abilities doesn't just mean mm. you're nice to people. It can oh, be the yes. opposite. So right. there's one called imposing prowess. Ooh. And what happens is when, say, your rogue is trying to persuade someone of something mm-hmm. and they fail. Yes. You, the barber, well, the berserker yep. standing behind him can just do something, flex a muscle maybe, or give a glaring glare. It's like you know, which, cr- crushing up a cup and. Throwing it into the bin, and that's a lot more impressive yeah. when you use this ceramic which, which gives which gives your friend the rogue <laughs> a reroll. <laughs> I find your argument unconvincing, but I find your companions much more convincing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I see. Yes, brute force and intimidation. Yeah, basically. Yeah. No, no, no. It it certainly it's certainly a very popular uh, thing to add to a game. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. High Charisma yeah. Barbarians, what will you think of next? Mm. The Mad Geniuses in the Dungeons. Mad Geniuses? Genius, genius Eye. Genie Eye. No, 
Fiendish side. Oh, whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, we need some tumbleweed side effects at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me see if I can find some more news. More news? More news? More news. Paradox Interactive, who brought Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition in-house recently. We mentioned that on the podcast a few weeks ago. We did, because... Uh, Vampires had a bit of a bit of a bit of a run of it, and I think they were with Medifias at one point. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what's going on there. I'm gonna to have to ask them. I, I... Yeah, we well, should get Medifias on and ask them again. We haven't spoken to him for ages. It seems yeah. quite rude. Yeah, um, <laughs> but, but anyway, and then so they par- hand it off to another people. I don't know. Well, oh, okay. par- well, Paradox started doing it. Yeah, it was uh, Renegade Studios or somebody like that. But just oh. for just for the just for the publication and distribution, not for the not for the writing and design. Right. Yes. Someone like that it might not be them, but someone like that. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the, the news item here is that they've released the free supplement, oh. Vampire: The Masquerade Companion. Interesting, because we mentioned that was coming a few weeks ago. Now it's yeah. here, and it's uh, free. It's free. That is a hard price to beat. This uh-huh. supplement it has three new clans. Oh, if you want me to try and say the words. I, I, I would love you to try and say the words. This but is where has your physician where... has your physician. I must advise against attempting the polysyllabic ones. This Just is, do your best. So this is this is where all the all the vampire fans scream at their phones or whatever they're listening to the podcast on or scream at me. Yeah. Don't 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 email me. <laughs> I'm going to try and say these three words. Go on, you can do it. I believe yeah. someone came on the pod. Who was it? Came on the podcast and told us how to pronounce them recently. Was that Jason Bullman? Yes. Told yes. us how to pronounce them. Um, did did he have to pronounce them each or something? I can't remember. So, I'm just looking at this word. I've got no idea. T-Z-I-M-I-S-C-E. What? That's Samisi. Is that it? Yeah. Zamisi. The T sort of silent. Zamisi. 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 Yeah, I, th- I think that's Zemichi. that, right? Zemichi. I don't know. Uh, I, think, I think it's Zemichi rather than a hard uh, C. Okay. Yeah. Ravnos. That one's easier. Yeah. And uh, I think Sanum- it's actually pronounced Ravnar. <laughs> Ra- Ra- Ravnos. <laughs> <laughs> Ravnos, yes. Yeah. Actually, this word is read from right to left. It's actually Sonvar. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The and did you say Salubri as well? Salubri, oh, okay. yeah. And Whoa. also you get their related disciplines and role-playing information for ghouls and mortals, more merits, rules errata, and stuff. I, I mean, I'm doubtless horribly out of date, but as I recall, the Zemichi were sort of a Eastern European sort of Frankenstein's monster style thing, where they were involved in warping people's bodies to like strange and unusual shapes to get all the sorts of horrible things you might find lurking around Dracula's castle, possibly nailed into a box. Uh, the Ravnos, as I recall, had some unfortunate stereotypes associated with them, but were quite involved in trickery of one mm. form. But again, that's going back a bit. And the Salubri were sort of good vampires in that they were like supposed to be nice people when they have healing powers. Right. But they also have a third eye, which occasionally will open when they're trying to use their healing-related powers. And other vampires regard them as tasty, tasty treats. Well, all I can say is I believe you. Yes. I am sure all those things are true. And if it's not, then uh, it's Morris <laughs> at podcast.gmail.com. Uh, would you like to hear about the fall of the dwarves? The fall of the dwarves? Oh, fall of the dwarves. This I is hope about- they haven't hurt their hips or anything. 
<laughs> this is about well, they don't have to fall very fast, <laughs> probably not. Well, that's, that's true, actually. They are quite resilient, but they yeah. are quite heavy as well. So, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, did, did someone just like leave some ore lying around the place and they tripped over it? Probably, yeah. yeah. So, what this is is about what what races people are playing in D&D oh. and how that's changed over the years. Interesting. So, this is based on D&D Beyond Stats, yes, and it goes from uh, mid. 2017 up until the most recent data, which was just about a week ago. Mm-hmm. So, in 2017, yes, uh, the top races were human, elf, half elf, dwarf, tiefling, dragonborn, mm-hmm. and then there's a load more, but they're yeah. the top six. Yeah. Uh, in February 2019, so mm-hmm. Last two year. years ago, two years ago, well, yeah, almost two years ago, yeah, yeah, nearly two years ago, yeah. Uh, human, variant human. Half elf, oh. tiefling, dragonborn, and wood elf. No dwarf. With with the dwarf yes. not featuring until number ten. Oh, before the no. month, before the dwarf, there was the high elf, the wood elf, the half orc, the Goliath. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the most recent data mm-hmm. uh, has again um, human, half elf, dragonborn, tiefling, and half orc. It's basically. Right. Again, dwarves dwarves are just like dropping right off the bottom of these charts for some reason. Well, I mean, quite frankly, I know there's like so there's a there's a there's a dedicated, if perhaps small, no pun intended, fan base of dwarf players out there. And I gotta say, I'm like I, I enjoy playing a dwarf as much as the next person. As long as that next person isn't my wife, who enjoys playing dwarves a lot more than I do. Like, she really likes playing dwarves. Mm. Yeah. Well she's probably responsible then for half of those. Oh, well, could be, yeah. Or perhaps they've all discovered uh, Deep Rock Galactic, which is an online computer game, or as I like to call it, Space Dwarf Simulator. Okay. <laughs> if, you, if you like dwarves, you like space, then this is very much a game that you wish to be playing. Hmm. I'm just throwing it out there. Anyway, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Neither, I digress, sir. Yeah, nor that. If it's neither here nor there. That's the news item, anyway. Dwarves, dwarves oh. dropped out of favour. Nobody's playing dwarves. Oh, well, you know what we need? We need Apart more dwarves. your wife, who's playing all the dwarves. But nobody uh, else no is names. playing dwarves. No, nobody else. Well, I, I've also played dwarf. I do quite enjoy it. But, uh, yeah. Ah, interesting. Can't I think why that would be. That's, that yeah. is interesting. But dwarves, dwarves are awesome. But stats don't lie, or do they? Bum, bum, bum. Well, yeah. I mean, like, in terms of mechanics, uh, strength-based characters are maybe not the best. Low movement speed, not the greatest. The thing is, I'm looking at these, right? There's no actual yeah. numbers, it's just a chart, so I can't tell you what the difference yeah. is. But looking at these, so basically, I'm looking at, say, the 2019 stats. Yeah. So you've got human, and you've got tiefling, and you've got dragonborn, and you've got goliath, and all these things before the dwarves. But the dwarves yeah. are split into mountain dwarves and hill dwarves. And I wonder, if you added those oh. together, how much higher in that list it would then... Yeah. Because the reason that. Dragonborn is so high is because there aren't two versions of Dragonborn to split the vote, if you know what I mean. Well, yeah, there'd be like 14 versions of Dragonborn. Yeah, no, but they wait, haven't 10. split that into 14. They've just said Dragonborn. Uh, sorry. But they haven't I, just I don't said know I said 14. There's 10. Seven colours in the rainbow, five colours of Dragonborn per side. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and like Tiefling as well. It's just, just Tiefling, isn't it? It's not, they haven't split yeah. Tieflings into. Different types of teething, so... But obviously with the release of More Than Canaan's Tomb of Foes, then there's actually been quite the uh, expansion in potential tieflings that one could play. So it does seem a bit harsh on the old dwarves. Yeah. We have them split so, to, like, different... So that might, that might explain just that, not, yeah, it might be that simple. Yeah, yeah. Well, but then elves you know I mean? are at six and seven, 
Wood Elf but, and High Elf. Because again, that seems quite yeah. low for Wood Elves and High Elves to be at position six and seven. But I reckon yeah. if you added those two together, they'll probably come in at number two or three. I don't well, know, yeah. maybe. I mean, elf, Elves are always like one of those very popular picks. Yeah. In part because everyone likes Elves. Hmm. I mean, I'm like, I like the concept of Elves. I'm not so keen on prefix Elves. I like, yeah. prefix Elves. Like High, Wood, oh, I see. Sea, right. okay. Dark. It's like, can I just not have, I don't know, some Elves? An Elf. Yeah, elf. Yeah, like just, just, just like an elf. It does elf things. Oh, well, we're pretty much almost at the end of the news. Last night, yes, there was streamed live yes. in what you might almost call a live stream. I'm coining that term, live stream, for things that are streamed live. Oh, I reckon it's going to catch on. I, I, I think, I think you might not be wrong there. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. was there some sort of playtest perchance? Uh, yeah. Well, it's not playtest. It was a demo. So demo. it mm. was my awfully cheerful engine. Ah, were you quite happy is, about that then? I am cheerful about it, yeah. It's coming to Kickstarter next year. Yeah. And last mm. night, Table Story, which is a streaming crew that I've worked with before, yes, uh, recorded a demo of that game. A what, it's a one-shot demo where they played Ooh. radioactive adventure dinosaurs. Each one was a different dinosaur. <laughs> Radioactive adventure dinosaurs. Yes, and they were up against ninjas and a vampire. It was very funny. Yeah. And that will be available to watch on the Awfully Cheerful Engine website at some point nearer the time when the Kickstarter is coming out. Oh, come on, Russ. You can't go hold you out on us. Right, I think we've finished the news then. Have we finished the news? I think we have. No more news. I think we have. There's no more news. Are we finished with news first? There's all of the news. Oh. There will ever, there will ever be. Oh, well, I, was, I was beginning to find it a bit difficult to keep up. <laughs> oh, there was some yes. news. I received something in the post. What? Did you? Yes. People have been sending you letters. So this was yes. from Loki Battlemat. Oh, get in. And sent me through. So this is a box. 80 wow. maps. All of which are sort of towns and taverns. And which can be put next to each other. I mean, I'm just going to say for the benefit of the listeners that when Russ is holding up something, you might be picturing something small and foldable like it's a map. Like, it's actually quite heavy as well. I'm going to put it down. That, that is like <laughs> proper... Like, I, I have seen smaller board games than the thing that Russ is holding yeah. in his hands. Wow, that yeah. is immense. Yeah, so big old, big old book of 80 battle maps, uh, yeah. which are all towns and taverns. And then yeah. we've got a smaller thing... Yeah. Which is oh, like connecting corridors and streets and stuff. Nice. Yes. But again, in a sort of spiral bound book that just opens up and you just put it next to things. It is pretty sweet having the spiral bound because it means you can lay it flat on the yeah. table. And I then like that. all of these things which are oh, yeah. the scenery. So we've got War and Siege. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we've got, what's this one? This one is Magic Effects. I can see the uh, Hunger of Hadar. There's a big, uh, pop, big fireball blast there, and there's yeah. arcane circles, lightning bolts, all those yeah. sorts of things. Tentacles, traps. Town uh, trimmings, which has shops, rooftops, taverns, transport. Yeah. Essentially what these are <laughs> is they're like bits of plastic which are slightly adhesive on one side. Yeah. So you can whack them onto the white clean surfaces of your uh, opened up battle maps and... Then you have instant scenery. It's yeah. two-dimensional, but it's quite pretty. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is a, that is a wonderful Christmas. You know, I'm a big fan of Loki Battle Mat stuff. 
And they're clearly a big fan of you, so good work, Loki. Yeah. Sadly, and currently yeah. playing by Zoom, so not an awful lot of used to be right now, but as soon as I next get to play in person. Yes, yes, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. I know, the other oh, thing. The other thing. Rogue Trooper. Oh, And it's nice. arrived, and it's gorgeous. Absolutely yes. gorgeous. In all its hardback glory. Yes. It's lovely, oh, and it yes. smells nice as well. It's got that new book smell. Ah, yes, yes. Shiny, shiny. Mm, so this, yeah. So this, you need Judge Dredd and the Wars of 2018, the core book. Yes. This is basically a setting for it, Rogue Trooper. Nice. And uh, yeah, and you can pick it up. Lots can, of extra exploits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. And you can pick it up from the, mm-hmm. um, from the EN Publishing shop, online shop now. Yeah. And all, all the people who pre-ordered it should have it by now, or if not now, Excellent. it should be arriving imminently. Mm-hmm. Depending on how far away from from us you are, yes, uh, I, I assume it's no longer trapped in the pallet somewhere in North America. Uh, no, that was mythological figures and maleficent monsters, which thank goodness oh, got through customs. Yes. Hey, <laughs> oh, it's, been, it's, been, it's been in customs for so long, and yes. through, and, it, and they're going out finally in North America. Oh, fantastic! So that's excellent news for our North American listeners who had uh, mythological figures and maleficent beasts, monsters. Monsters. Yes. Uh, on back order. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that book. As what as what Mike wrote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Anyway. Oh, that's well. Anyway. Right. We were going to do Kickstarters, weren't we? Right. We were going to do Kickstarters. Let's have a look at what Kickstarters are out at the moment. So let's do it, let's do it pretty quick. It's the Southlands. Southlands for... Fifth Edition, yeah. Oh, but it looks really nice. Cobalt Press. It's got a city of cats in it, which obviously you like. Yes, yes. Yeah. And Tales Beneath the Sands, a player's guide, yeah. a world book. I'm just like, oh, that's so kind of like so a good. Middle Eastern inspired option, sort of North yeah. Africa inspired. Yeah, yeah. Like, sort of a combination Middle East, North Africa. It's. But D&D for I, I, It's a really beautiful area, but beautiful mm. art. And yeah, it just looks <sighs> so cool. You just, you just want that City of Cats book, don't you? I don't. No, well, that's the problem. If I just wanted City of Cats, I'd be like, oh, well, I can't get through it. So. <laughs> But no, it's like, it's all like, what's it, 300, 600, there's like over a thousand pages of stuff that I want there. I'm like, mm. nope, 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 must resist. Well, you might like the next one even more, because you like oh. exploration and journeys and stuff in D&D. Yeah. But this is this is system neutral, oh. Voyages of the Vagabond, and it's oh. two books, and it's uh-huh. all about train travel and how magic affects them and stuff, and the two books are called... Magnificent Mounts and Where They Go is one ah, of them. And the other yeah. one's called Terrific Trains and Terrible Travels. Wow, they are dropping the page. That's over like 500 pages yeah. between the two books. Yeah. Ah. They do actually look quite cool. I say actually. You know, that, that, that sounds like a backhanded compliment. They actually look quite cool. No, they do look quite cool, not actually quite cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the mock-ups, like the art isn't that inspiring, but the... The, if your fantasy world needs more oh, logic, like especially on Magnificent Mounts, I love that art. Uh, I can't really make it out, to be fair, on my screen. It's, um, it, it doesn't really have like a central focus point, which draws my eye. But yeah, right. it's not bad. I like it. Yeah, that's good. I like it very much. Anyway. Uh, and that has funded 328%, which is yeah, pretty yeah, solid. Yeah. So going mm. down the list, Knock, issue one. Oh, yeah, yeah. RPG magazine. Mm. Well, you're saying Knock, but actually it's Knock. Because it's got With an, an exclamation, exclamation mark. mark at the end. Oh, yeah. If you don't say it like you're excited, then I'll even say it. Yeah. 
So this is D&D history, thoughts on gaming, new rules, oh. tables, classes, monsters, and more. Oh. Well, this thoughts is the return of RPG magazines. Oh. Ren's Guide to the Modern World and Its Cities for D&D 5th Edition. Oh. Like it's 250 it pages of information about cities with descriptions of 30 villages, towns, and cities, as well as guilds, services, classes, and more. Interesting. As well as a new class, the citizen. Yeah, the citizen, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. This creates rules for playing a mundane soul. Mm, interesting. Well, I mean, that's why I wanted my fantasy games more mundanity, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but so that one ends on December 23rd. And yeah, it's got week, yeah. 18, 18 euros. Oh, okay. Mm. So some sort of uh, European flavour. From Phil Reed, who we had on the podcast a while oh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. mentioned this to us at the time Kalo's Book of Monsters. I think it was or, flashing that distinctive yellow and gold. Yeah. For the Morkborg uh, system. Yellow and black, sorry. Mm, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's distinctive. I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's like me. He's doing a lot of these mini Kickstarters. Yes. Well, he's what, who's, who inspired you to do all these mini Kickstarters? Yeah, yeah indeed. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I was actually in the podcast, just like, do occasionally you remember things. Very but, rarely yeah. you remember things. Very, very rarely. But, but, but I guess Phil made quite the impression. So well done, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? We have got a packet of particular peaks. Oh, that one funded in six hours. So what's all yes. this about then? System neutral, 75 Ooh. pages with a whole bunch of magic items. Oh. Be- so 100 magic items, uh-huh. 18 beasts, and three interesting mountain peaks. An interesting mountain peak. Hmm. Huh. That's that, that. I mean, it is a packet of particular peaks. <laughs> it so, is. I guess that, yeah, that, that, that's passing the, would I get this in the game? Guess the Kickstarter. That could well be, that could well be there. Yeah. Ah, mm. <gasps> oh, nice. Yes. It's from a guest of the podcast. Is it? Is, is the next one Polyhedral. Oh, down there. Yeah, sorry. Yes, down yes, sorry. Uh, yeah. Polyhedral. So, uh, what is this? Oh, this is a book of interviews, RPG interviews. Yeah. With... Uh, Banana Chan, Keith Baker, Craig Campbell, Brandon Dixon, Cat Evans, Daniel Fox, Shanna Jermaine, Daniel Quan, Rich Lescafleur, Mick, uh, and more. I'm not going to read the entire list. Well, Matthew Mercer and Chris Spivey yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. No, Spivey, yeah. Big, big, long list of people there. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's interesting. Uh, yeah. And that was by Joshua Mendenhall, who came on to talk to us uh, about the. Oh, or Rendio. It, it was the Filipino Fifth Ed conversion. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sina Una, the islands of Sina Una. That's the one. Yes, that, that. Yeah, that was that was interesting stuff. Right. Uh, this is a long list of pod, uh, Kickstarters, but it's a long list one. of Kickstarters. This is but yes, this is yes. Uh, Allies and antagonists: a big book of D and D fifth edition NPCs. Yes, two hundred pages, hundred NPCs. And this one is actually ending quite late because all the other ones all seem to be ending before Christmas. But this one's ending on the 5th of January. Mm. Yeah. See, I, 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 I've taken a break from Kickstarters over Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of brave to actually run a Kickstarter over Christmas. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a choice. Mm. I think maybe they just started it off when it was ready and hadn't really thought well, about it. So. Yeah. 471% of goal. Yeah. So they're doing well. And you yeah. can try before you buy at the free the sample. Free, the free sample, yeah. RPG. Yeah. Bunch of different, uh, yeah, allies and antagonists. I like it. It does what it says on the 10. I mean, with Polyhedral, I do regret that he didn't go with 
Are you sure? Because that would have been quite a good name, but uh, Polyhedral is still a pretty nice one. Well, there you go. There's eight Kickstarters. That's quite eight a lot Kickstarters of Kickstarters. Ending That's soon. That's more Kickstarters than we usually cover on the show in one go, so uh, hopefully uh, that didn't go on too long. No, no uh, I mean, like, my wallet is just like, you know, cowering in terror saying, no, no, don't buy them all. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have a special interview with Bob Larch of More Dice for Us. Bob, what's the latest at More Dice headquarters? Well, thank you, first of all. For, thanks for having me on. Um, it's been a quiet week, really, at More Dice for Us. I see you have some new releases. Indeed. I hope the fans aren't too disappointed, but it's been a really quiet week this week. This week we've only had releases for Data Cthulhu, Mutant Stories, Mutant Year One, Lightning Hawks, Cobot the Barbarian, Space Trek, Fall Down, Ninja Polar Bear, Tom Barker of Venus, The Younger Scrolls, Sand Dunes, Nosferatu 5e, and Honoured. Like I said, it's a quiet week. That is quiet for you. Oh wait, hang on. Breaking news. I have an email from Mordiceverus announcing they have acquired the RPG license for Space Truckers of Centauri. That's quite the scoop. <laughs> yeah, indeed. We've been working hard to get that license. We have a robust schedule planned for that game over the next few years. You also work with leading tabletop publishers to distribute games like Stories from the Ring. Xenomorphs. Wait, wait, hang on. More breaking news. I've just received notification that you've acquired the license for... Dragon Slayers of Parathia. Ah, yeah, yeah, I arranged that now, just while we were talking. Well, that's impressively fast work. How many properties does More Dice for Us produce games for at present? Uh, let me check. Ah, yes, uh, 722. Uh, nope, now it's 723. 724. It never stops. How do you find the time to make all these amazing games? Wow. You know we work hard here at More Dice for Us. Not only do you make games, but you also run conventions. There's Drake Moot every year, and this year you also launched more DiceCon. It's quite the hectic schedule. Wait, wait, you just released a new book? Yeah, that was quite a long sentence you were on, so I quickly took the opportunity to commission a 400-page hardcover for Infinite Mutant 7 Cthulhu Vites Back. But if you just commissioned it, how come it's in the shops already? Well, like I said, it was quite a long sentence. During that time, we wrote the manuscript, illustrated the book, printed it, had a pre-order fight, and then shipped it worldwide. By the time I finished this sentence, the sequel should be out. Unbelievable. How long can you keep up this breakneck speed? Well, we are fast approaching what we call the Mordice Singularity. It has us quite concerned. The Mordice Singularity? I'm intrigued. Yes, well, the More Dice singularity occurs when More Dice for Us is producing tabletop role-playing games for every book, film, comic, video game and TV show in existence. At that point, there will be no more intellectual property left in the entire universe. No more intellectual property left in the entire universe? Goodness, whatever will you do? We have our best people on it. Our current plan is to launch a movie studio and produce our own movies and TV shows so that we can then license them from ourselves and make them into role-playing games. A perfect plan. I can see no possible flaw in it. Well, thank you for joining us, folks. That's been Bob Larch of More Dice for Us. Thank you for having me. This podcast malarkey is quite good fun. True. We do get to talk to interesting people. They are very interesting, and we've had all sorts. Big names, old and new. But how do we know who to talk to? Well, sometimes our patrons give us suggestions. What, so we try and get the people they want us to talk to on? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a pretty sweet deal. 
Yeah, and obviously they get the fullest version of the podcast. The fullest? They do? Yeah, yeah, you know, all the funny stories and random jokes and digressions. Really? People are missing out on those? Well, they're not news, are they? Oh, come on, but they're some of my favourite bits. How can you avoid missing out? Ah, well, that's easy. Uh, So just become a perfectly proper podcast patron. Perfectly proper podcast patron? What? How? Well, you head along to patreon.com slash morris and subscribe there. Oh, well, how much does that cost? $50 a month? You'd think. I mean, it's certainly worth $50 a month, but not just a dollar. Is it? Mate, that's like 25 cents an episode. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Ah, patreon.com.morris. M-O-R-R-U-S. M-O-R-R-U-S. Cheers. I'll check that out. Right, it's the bit that the listeners have been waiting for. They've listened through the interminable RPG news, and I bet we get some comments about that. Yes, yes. Who could have predicted that a podcast about RPG news would draw that sort of attention? Yes, happens every time. But anyway, that's that's by the by. It's now time for us to count down 2020's favorite oh, podcasts what? in both categories: talk and actual play. I am super stoked for this, especially coming in at number 10 on the talk list. It's a podcast all about the latest tabletop role-playing game news, from D&D and Pathfinder to the latest indie games. It won't necessarily be accurate or informative or even competent, but we will try to have fun. Join Ennis creator, Ian Publishing CEO and Ian World owner Morris and the Southampton Guild of Role Players founder Peter Coffey each week. You might learn something, but you probably won't. For the tabletop role-playing news we aim to amuse and we aim to enthuse And Morris is an official tabletop RPG Wait, Russ, oh, that's us then. That's us! We raised! We got Whoa. in at number 10 on the talk list Squeezed yeah. in just about And I can tell Woo. you, we literally squeezed in with a couple of votes It was that close <sighs> Still counts. <laughs> still counts. Yeah, we're still in. Still in. Uh, so we're number 10 on the talk list. We've got a couple of nice comments. We've got art. Yeah. Yes. art to say. In all honesty, this is my favourite general RPG news and interviews podcast. Woohoo! Thank oh. you, Art. That was kind of you. Art. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Paul and, NC and, said something nice too. What did he say? Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk. I look forward to it every week. It is my main source of news for TTRPG. The interviews are always good too. Hey. hey. So, thank you folks for voting us in at number 10. It is good to be in there. It would be mildly embarrassing if we didn't actually make it into our own poll. So, <laughs> we're in there just about. Squeaked in. Still counts. All right then. Let's, let's move on. Yes. So, this is the talk category. So, the talk category, just to clarify, is the category which has opinions, reviews, interviews, you know, uh, as opposed to the actual play category, which is people actually playing the game for your amusement. Yes, we're not actually doing it. We're just talking about it. Talking about it rather than playing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, very meta. Number nine in the talk yes. list. So, uh, Stacey Gamer Girl said, it's yes. one of the most fun podcasts to listen to. Banter is mm-hmm. great. The topics they talk about are varied enough for many other podcasts that you get a lot from them. Sometimes on occasion, you even learn something new by listening to this podcast, or at least you find yourself laughing at all the BS they say. Who could it be? This is a system agnostic tabletop role-playing game podcast 
hosted by Brett and Sean. This is... Gaming and BS in at number nine. Fantastic. I don't know why they called it gaming and ballistic skill, but I appreciate that they did so. <laughs> yeah, it's obviously one of those like simulationist sort of 80s games. Uh, indeed. Uh, from um, number eight, yeah. In at number eight, Huli Cannoli says, They take every crunchy thing about my favorite mechanic in 5e and never leave any stone unturned, trying to find role playing reason and mechanical benefit to every combination of multiclassing. And on top of that, I learn a lot about monsters that I otherwise would never think about. Mm. It's my favourite 5th edition talk podcast. They get nice and crunchy with my favourite mechanic of the game, and they teach me so many things I did not know about monsters. What is interesting there is Holy Cannoli nominated it once, and then a yes. couple of days later, obviously forgotten that they'd done so, and did so again with that second comment. What can I say? Some podcasts are so good you want to nominate them twice. Mm. Uh, oh, art! Again, says every episode a different D&D 5e class combo and a segment on a 5th edition monster. Mm. And we've got Wall 2200. What my name? Three friends talking about D&D. Great discussions. Learned lots about the classes and how to DM monsters a lot better. So that there are is... Fi- what podcast is this, Peter? Tell us, tell us, tell us. Uh, they're a 5e discussion podcast and they want to inspire your, D&D, your hashtag D&D sessions. They are... Monsters and Multiclass. Wow. Monsters and Multiclass in at yes. number eight in the talk category. Now, well, I mean, I imagine they were super excited about Tasha's coming out because otherwise they might start running out of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So since we've just done number eight, I think we should do, just to be contrary, number yes. seven. Should we do number seven? I think it's a bold move, but let's do it. So this this podcast uh, has been yes. discussing role-playing games as literature since 2013. Ooh. It takes a deep dive on the influences, origins, joys, and meaning of tabletop role-playing games. They talk about new releases, old gems, and speak with the most influential and exciting creators in the tabletop role-playing game space. Oh, tabletop games as literature. Interesting. Mm. Who are these mad people? These are... Plot points. <gasps> In at number seven. Plot points. No. Fantastic. Oh, the competition's hotting up now. We're into number six. Oh. Coming in at number six, it's a podcast about the fiction that inspired D&D and how we use it in our gaming today. The Daily Dwarf has said it's a great show where the hosts, Jeff Goad and Ingo Vinhoy, plus guests, discuss books from the Appendix End List in the first edition Dungeons Master's Guide and analyse how the concepts contained within can be applied to gaming. Insightful entertaining and thought-provoking. Oh, wow. What what podcast is this, Peter? Tell me. That, that my friend, coming at number six. Let me tell you the days of high adventure. The book served as a passageway to the evil worlds beyond. Ready to go, Doc? Oh, yes, yes, my dear fellow. I'll just check the gyroscopes. It's the Appendix N Book Club. The Appendix N Book Club in at number six. It's full of excellent books. So what's, okay. what's happening at number five? Oh, into the top half of the chart now. Get in. It's getting Love exciting. That. I'm getting really I know. excited. I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. 
So, you know Russell Crowe? Uh, well, not personally. I mean, no. Well. I like to be gladiator. He didn't make a comment on this, but someone called not oh, Russell Crowe did. Interesting. But I think maybe that is Russell Crowe, and he's trying to put us off the scent, and it is, in fact, Russell Crowe. I'm sure he's well, called himself say, not Russell Crowe. It's working well. It's clever, I am completely bamboozled. Yeah, yeah. Sneaky. So, Russell Crowe <laughs> says about this podcast, in at number five, um, they talk a lot about year zero engine games from Free League and Simbaroom and often have guests, sometimes from Free League, sometimes contract writers, sometimes fans, to talk about year zero games and Simbaroom. They offer homebrew items and ships, Coriolis and Alien, and factions and how to input them into the game. Ooh. Exciting. Yeah. Number five, it's a year zero engine podcast celebrating mostly Swedish RPGs, including, but not limited to Coriolis, Forbidden Lands, Vason, Tales from the Loop, and Alien. And this is at number five. The Effect Podcast. Clearly Hudson is a big fan as well. Yes. Uh, and for those looking this one up, Effect is spelled E-double-F-E-K-T. Absolutely. No no C's, only K's. Mm. Ah. Uh, right. Nominated at number four. <gasps> number this has four? Number four. It can't I know, be. It's just... The heady heights now. I can barely breathe. Ah, quick, quick, quick break out your oxygen mass. Yeah, Up here at exactly. number four. Come on then, who's at number four? I, I'm pulling hard upon the mask as it comes down from the ceiling of the Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG talk uh, podcast offices and strapping it onto my face so that I can help others afterwards and can say that Macken has nominated this as a podcast with opinionated and engaging hosts passionate about role-playing games and game design. They focus on the grim and gritty whilst also having a strong theme of inclusivity. They regularly give voice to game designers who are not in the mainstream and that closer are alternative designs and playstyles. The crew behind the podcast is also very accessible off the podcast making for a podcast with strong connections to the fans. That sounds amazing. Who could that be? Who is that well, number four? It's tabletop role-playing on the dark side. It is. Mud and blood. Mud and blood? Mm-hmm. Ooh, in at number four, congratulations to Mud and Blood. And now, now, it's getting really, really hot now. Look, we are it's... getting so high that we're literally in the stratosphere now at number three. I got, I got to say, there is a big surprise coming up. Big surprise? I, I, I was surprised. I thought when I saw this that it was just like the listings, but no, it turns out it's even bigger. So we have at mm-hmm. number three. Yes. Andrew Kuhn says, it's yes. an incredible talk show centered around tabletop RPGs that brings mm. on amazing guests for deep conversations, a very relaxed and casual vibe that is so easy to listen to. Nice. A casserole, not casserole, but casserole, yes. is a discussion-based TTRPG podcast with a variety of guests and topics from A to Z. Nice. Wow, this is a D&D podcast. Mondays, they have discussions on TTRPGs in D&D. Thursdays, mm-hmm. they have episodes of either non-D&D TTRPG one-shots or a 5e horror-esque actual play, but they've been nominated for the uh, 
for the for the, the talk category here. So it's the it's a Monday episode so they've been nominated for here. Twice a week, it's pretty strong. And this is at number three. The rare first heights at number three. Beholder yes. to no one. I see what they did there. It's clever. It is. Okay, number two. Oh yes. my god, number two. Okay, number two. My this has been described by uh, Jack Lego Five has two barely known game designers talking about gaming, films, and food, <laughs> yes, which <that's- laughs> which is quite possibly the worst single worst description. No offense, Jack Lego Five, but uh, this a, is a very a very rare usage of the term barely known. <laughs> Yeah, yes, um, very known to you, perhaps. But to the rest of us, um, this podcast is the podcast of authors and game designers that um, the stuff they talk about includes hobby gaming, history, occultism, chrono travel, food, cinema, narrative, art, politics, foods, maps, Cthuliana, and in fact, any matter subject to jocular yet penetrating erudition. It is. It is. In the shock upset. Ken and Robin talk about stuff. In a number two, Ken and Robin talk about stuff. Kenneth Height and Robin D. Laws. Amazing. I did not think that I'd say that. podcast has won a lot of Ennies as well, I believe, over That the years. podcast has won a lot of Ennies. And yeah. certainly watching Ken and Robin talk about stuff in live and in person is pretty damn interesting, so yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, they are basically two... I mean, you don't often use the word legendary when it comes to game designers, but Ken and... And Robin are legendary game designers, I think. They're, they are, they are, in fact, people I recognise as a pretty big deal, which is saying something. Hmm. Yeah. So that means we're now at number one. Who who has stolen the coveted this top spot? This is exciting. So it's the way exciting. this works, by the way, just so people yes. know, is yes. when you win in the category at yes. number one, you enter yes. the Hall of Fame, which means oh. you are no longer eligible for the uh, for the competition in future years. Just means we keep a fresh turnover of fresh blood and stuff without the same person winning yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, this this podcast will be joining the Hall of Fame. Yes. And let's see, who is it at number one? So, yes. Takai, probably not George yes. Takai, but Takai says, a British yes. podcast by gamers, GMs of my age, talking about things I can relate to. That's nice and vague. I, I Thanks, mean, I, I, I'm, I'm taking this kind of personal at this point. It's like, hey, what are you saying? <laughs> no, it's uh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, Yadster nominates this podcast because the lads are a fonts of wisdom. Strong claims. Well spoken. Morthry17 yes. says, consistently interesting and yes. informative and retaining a lighthearted yeah. outlook at all Times. They build themselves as the UK's premier RPG podcast. Who are they? Who could they be? I don't know. Let's find out next week. No, I wouldn't be no. so cruel. Get, get out. <laughs> <laughs> Who Number is it, one in the talk yes. category this year, yes. joining yes. the Hall of Fame, is... What would the smart party do? Get in. And I have been on that podcast and I enjoy it very much. And it is a well-deserved, I mean, yeah, definitely a well-deserved win there. Congratulations. And I'm certainly 
Oh, yeah. Get, get, getting uh, ahead of the titans of the Leviathans that Arkane and Robin talk about stuff is something to definitely give yourself bragging rights yeah. about. Yeah. Ooh. So they will be uh, in the Hall of Fame. They won't be eligible for the competition next year. Uh, unfortunately. Know, but... Or fortunately. One of those two things. Fortunately for everybody uh, else. Unfortunately for them, I guess. Is it, it means they, they, they want it. They can rest in the lorry, laurels, eat popcorn, and laugh at the rest of us as we strive yeah. to climb that slippery pole to have a look at the brass ring. Yeah. Uh, uh, talking yeah, talking uh, of that talk of fame... Some people might be wondering who's actually in that talk of fame. Who is in the Hall of Fame? So last year's winners in the Hall of Fame. Yes. So uh, for the talk category mm-hmm. was the Grognard Files or the Gronard Files, oh. however you pronounce that word. Yeah. And for the previous year before that was the good friends of Jackson Elias. Oh, yes. The Cthulhu people. They were yeah. very good. So what yeah. the, what would the smart party do is joining those two podcasts in the Hall of Fame. Hallow drinks. Hallow yeah. drinks, indeed. And then yeah. for the actual play... Yes. Uh, last year, the winner was Table Story, who won for actual yes. play. And yes. the year before, it was The Adventure Zone. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I guess we should do the countdown for who's won the actual play. Yeah, we let's find out who's joining those. those. Right then. Number yeah. 10. Number 10. Nominated by Strek. Nominating because of the excellent cast, engrossing stories with completed story arcs, great production values, and a variety of tabletop RPGs the podcast features. They describe themselves as a group of hardworking gamers who are also hardworking actors, sound designers, and composers dedicated to bringing you actual play RPG podcasts produced at the highest possible level. Be, they play several systems, bringing various types of stories, Cthulhu, an array of games, Powered by the Apocalypse, Gumshoe, Vampire Masquerade, Hack the Planet, and many more. They are... That sounds amazing. They do you sound amazing. I'm sort of interested already. They are... Twelve-sided stories. Twelve-sided stories in at number ten on the actual play chart. Yeah. Um, I think we should follow in some sort of predictable and obvious fashion, because I'm a big fan of that in my role-playing games, to go on to number nine. Number nine? You, Rebel. I know. I'm shocking. Yeah. Okay. So, at number nine, nominated by Rathamon, Mm -hmm. who said, I don't think they get enough love for being one of the better... 5e actual play podcasts, oh. great world building, solid house rules, and homebrew, along with great role playing, storytelling, and encounter building. Ooh. Sounds pretty good. It does. So these guys are a live play. Yes. Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Yes. Dungeon Master Mark Holmes and his players yes. explore the world of Eroes on Europe's biggest RPG stream. Who are these people? Who are these people? These Ooh. are the... High Rollers nice. in number nine. Get in. Wow. Well done. Congratulations. Ah. Right. Number eight. Who's in it? Ah, eight? yes, yes. Eight, eight. Uh, well, not 88, because that would be 88. But eight is the 
number of Octarine, as all good Terry Pratchett fans know. Dimitri Dimitrisu of says, focus on horror ties together, D and D and Call of Cthulhu campaigns and one shots. Good role playing and GM storytelling. Consistently high audio and production quality. There is there a UK and Ireland based actual play show focusing on Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition and Call of Cthulhu seventh edition. They've been going for a while now, so there's a ton of content for you to enjoy. Ooh, who is that then? Who is that in at number eight? They are. How we roll. Wow. How we roll. Congratulations. In at number eight on the actual play chart. So yeah. it's getting exciting. It's number very seven on the actual play chart. Yeah. Yes. Nominated yes. by Ben the Ferg. Yes. They are simply the best actual play podcasts around. Ooh. Blowing others out of the water. Nice. Very into the emphasis on role in role play. Highly recommended. Mm. Sound pretty good? Yeah. They play tabletop role-playing games set in dark worlds and turn it into a podcast. The current complaint is the Black Madonna for Cult Divinity Lost. I don't know how up-to-date that description is, actually, but... um, Well, that's what they said. That's how they describe themselves. Who are they, Russ? They are. Yes. At number seven. Yes. They are. Yes. Red Moon Role-Playing. Amazing. Well, Amazing. well done. That is like some solid work there. Okay, number six. Oh, number six. They have been described by the Trekkie Time Lord. Trekkie Time Lord? It's a bit of crossing the streams, isn't it? That's Ghostbusters you're thinking of. Uh, this is instead of... <laughs> that was the joke. Okay. Carry on. I'm sorry, listeners, we can't continue the podcast. Russ has springed his arm, patting himself on the <laughs> back. Uh, <laughs> Trekkie Time Lord says, excellent storytelling by the GM, fantastic audio quality and sound design, and some darkly hilarious role-playing by the main cast. It's impossible to stop listening. So, impossible to stop listening. Well, that sounds like a health warning if ever I heard it, so yeah, you mm. be careful. They play Call of Cthulhu by Chaosium in their tabletop RPG podcast. They join Yorl of Cthulhu, their first season of actual play comedy horror, saddle up and ride down dark trails from the very beginning. They are. That sounds pretty cool. They do. They are. Ain't slayed nobody. Ain't slayed nobody. I bet that's a lie. It's I true. bet loads of people got slayed. I bet the there. body count is at least in double chips. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they say the word Cthulhu for a start. Mm. That kind of guarantees it. The player body count. The PC body yeah. count. It's an important distinction. Okay. Oh, Russ. Okay, number five. Yes. It's getting, it's, it's getting, it's getting The stakes cold have now. never been cold higher. As we, climb, as we climb the mountain. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to put on my uh, cold weather gear. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, like marrow on the fed cows, the stakes have never been higher. Uh, have I, have I fed the mule? Yes. Yeah, the mule looks fine. It's okay. We're okay. Okay, the mule's here. Okay. Number five. Okay. So, yes. this one, nominated by Takai, again, not George, or possibly George, yes. who knows. Four dads yes. from this world taking their sons to football. Okay. Okay, they call them soccer dads, but they're American. I understand. Get transported into the forgotten realms nice. 
a comedic D&D 5e actual play where the players quite often use magic in the way it sounds, not the way it works, and the GM runs very characterful NPCs. Sounds pretty cool. Interesting. Uh, they say that they use the dice rolling framework of the classic tabletop role-playing game Dungeons and Dragons. They tell the story of four suburban dads from our oh. world flung into a world of fantasy and magic in a quest to rescue their lost sons. That sounds amazing. Who are they? This is called... Dungeons and Daddies. Oof. Nice. Well, what? they sound awesome. Indeed. Well played. Okay, uh, in that okay we're we're right into the top half of the top half uh, of the chart now. We're at number four. Who's at number four? We're coming in on our final descent. Uh, in at number I four, even. Oh, I don't know. We're going. Well, I suppose the numbers are going down, but the stakes are going up. It is as a sort of goblin. This podcast has made me laugh and cry consistently throughout the years I've been listening to it. It is emotional and heartfelt, dumb and funny, and overall a beautiful story. Well, cool. Uh, they describe themselves as being three unlikely adventurers who attempt to right the wrongs caused by a party of legendary heroes who screwed up the world while trying to save it. DM Brian Murphy is joined by Emily Axford, Jake Hurwitz, and Caldwell Tanner for this D&D Play podcast. And who is this? Who is, what is the name of this podcast? Welcome to the campaign after the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Not another D&D podcast. In at number four, not another D&D podcast. No, 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 that's the name of the thing. Not another D&D podcast. Yeah, but what is it? No, it's I know not it's not. D&D podcast. No, I know it's not another D&D podcast, but what is it? It's not, it's not another D&D podcast. It's not another D&D podcast. Perhaps we, perhaps we should move on before we are lynched by this okay. much more popular than this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> not this. another D&D podcast. Is in at number four. Congratulations. Bravo, bravo. We're sorry, sorry. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. I'm sure they've heard that before. Uh, it's possible. Number three. Yes. Oh, rarefied. Magan yes. has nominated this at number three. Oh, yeah. An actual play podcast that walks a fine balance between role and play, oh. showcasing Swedish role-playing games using strong storytelling skills and world-building, oh. having previ- previously, recently, branched oh. out into D&D with a playthrough of Baldur's Gate. Oh. The, Swedish, uh, the Swedish shows always do really strongly in these, uh, these charts. Nice. So it seems they always do in the most anticipated RPG charts. The Swedes always do very well. Well, maybe they should stop making such awesome games if they want to play so highly. Anyway, so four actors. Yes. They play the best of Swedish RPGs with one of Sweden's most experienced and appreciated podcast GMs. In at number three. Yes. This is... Yes. Sweden rolls. Okay, then. Sweden rolls in at number three. Roll some dice. Nice. Okay. We're on to the last oh, two now. Yeah. Oh, it's getting tense. Oh, this really is, tense. Is. oh, this one is... This one, again, it's like a bit of a surprise because... Uh, this is a bit. This is, this is huge. I mean, yeah, this is... 
This is again a bit of Jack meets Giant Slayer. David meets Goliath. Um, I Marco- might be wrong, but I think they might actually be the biggest RPG podcast. Well, maybe they should. Maybe. Maybe they should have got involved in the polls. Who knows? Anyway, Mark- tell, us, tell us about Marco Polo says the sound quality is amazing, and these guys are some of the best role players I've ever seen slash heard. And Skid Meyer is the best of them. GOSCI says, excellent role playing. Sticking to the Pathfinder first edition rules, the dice rolls always being legit. Audio quality is top notch. Excellent. Yes, they debuted. They, people do seem to like their audio quality. They do like the audio quality, which we can only aspire to. They debuted in June 2015, has a weekly one hour actual play podcast of the Giant Slayer Adventure Path. In June of 2016, they launched a behind the scenes talkback show called Cannon Fodder, which takes a look back at each week's episode while also answering GM and player questions from listener mail all around the world. In 2017, they announced a partnership with Paizo Incorporated to become the first officially licensed podcast of the Pathfinder game system. They really don't need this length of introduction because I'm sure you should know they are. The Glass Cannon Network. Yay! Uh, just as, as a point of clarity there, yes. when a show has multiple shows, yes. we combine them together. Like yes. that's how Table, table Story last didn't like win a, a position for each yes. of these different multiple shows. It just got one for Table Story. Yes. Same with Glass Cannon Network this year. Yes. Um, Glass Cannon Network combined is the position at number two. It's the position at number two. But well played to them all the same. Russ, oh, the listeners know. Having done number two, what do you think that, we should do I now? I was number two. I think there's only one place left to go. And the listeners demand to know. The I pub. demand to know. Hudson demands to know. No, it's not going to the pub, Russ. Give us number one. Number one? Are you sure? I think we're ready for it. Really? No. I don't think anyone wants to know. But we should do it anyway. <laughs> well, this podcast yes. was nominated yes. by Drago Smith. Mm-hmm. And Drago Smith said... Yes. This is the group that started my descent into the D&D world, mm-hmm. and I cannot thank them enough for it. Yes. With the people that formed my teenage years, from humour to choice in pastimes, from such places as Team Four Star, Culture Shock, etc., they know how to entertain, and they do it here, and then some. Both their main show... And their additional campaign, the Prince Division, has something for everyone. And I honestly can tell you, I remember the NPCs the DM makes better than the main characters from actual TV shows. And explores motivations and the why behind villains like no other. So I implore you to consider them. Well, we're not only considering them, we are giving them the number one position. They have won. That is some high praise, though. Uh, rest, how do they describe themselves? Um, they say, follow the travels and tribulations yes. of Task, the Kobold Ranger, Greckles, the Kenku Rogue, Panic, the Tiefling Bard, mm. and Borky, the Orc Barbarian, as they traverse the dangerous and mysterious lands of Alivast and the capital city that hosts a bungle of characters, magic, and Villains. Maybe they meant bundle. Eh, I'm sure they know what they're talking about. They are the number one actual play podcast. 
Yes, they know better than us. They yes. are, number yeah. one, joining yes. the others in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Number one, yes. the best, yes. the most favourite actual play podcast of 2020. Tell me! Is, yes. Is. Yes. The Unexpectables. Hey! There you go. I am, fireworks. I am but one, yeah, fireworks, uh, I don't know, hell to the chief, the whole nine yards. They are the Unexpectables. Well done. Yes. Well yes. done to the Unexpectables. Congratulations Ooh. to the Unexpectables and to what would the smart party do? Yes. Both of who won this year's favourite podcast of 2020. I, I'm just after that roller coaster. I don't know if I've got any other place to go emotionally. It's been exciting. It has been exciting. Super exciting. And we got in at number 10 on the talk list, so I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty cheers about that. We placed. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much to all our listeners who did, in fact, go to the effort of nominating and voting for us. We very much appreciate that. I personally really appreciate that. Russ definitely appreciates that. I appreciate the fact that Russ is not going, moping around going, oh, they didn't vote for us, stupid. Because, <laughs> like, honestly, it would just be unbearable. Thank you so much, listeners. From the bottom of my heart, you've really made my day. And with that, I think yeah. that's the show for the day. I think, I think it we're is. Done. Yeah. Uh, so, until next time, coming soon, we have Andy Peregrine from Modiphius, who's going to talk all about Dune or June, depending how you'd like to pronounce that. That's and we also have the folks from Savage Pathfinder coming on to talk all about that early next year. And I'm looking forward to both of those. Merry Christmas, everyone. If we don't talk to you before, we might talk to you before, but if we don't, Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. Yeah, and a lot of chance. Apparently, I now have to read this to you. This is the official podcast of Morris's unofficial tabletop RPG news, which you can find at enworld.org. You can find show notes at morris.podbean.com or wherever you found the podcast. If you feel like they deserve it, you can support the show on Patreon. In return, you will receive exclusive bonus content. Just go to patreon.com slash morris. If you're interested in his babbling nonsense, you can follow at morris on the Twitter. Send your emails to morrispodcast at gmail.com. Not all of your emails, just the ones you want us to see. Mm, That's it. I'm bored now. You can go away. Shoo, off you go. Goodbye. Get out of here. Uh, Right, I'm just going to let Hudson out because he's at the door whining and trying to to open it. And it's locked, so he can't. Look at him there, just trying to open the handle. and it He just open. keeps on rolling low on his thieves tools checks. Like, yeah, he'll have it open in a minute, one way or another. <laughs> He's going to go out there and start barking at his mortal enemy now. The squirrel. The squirrel. The squirrel, squirrel lives in the tree at the back of my house and taunts him. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>